Let's take another trip to Nintendo Land, shall we, Alex O'Neill? That's right. Hell yeah, let's go, Mike. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us for another episode. That's right. I'm Mike Burgess, uh, video producer, video editor, and I'm here with, of course, the the legend himself, Alex O'Neill of Irrational Passions. Legend. This is our uh, monthly uh, Nintendo-focused podcast. Talking all things Nintendo news, Nintendo games, what we're playing on Nintendo Switch, um, all that stuff is going on. Um, oh, what, what do you got there for the video it's a, viewers? It's a power star, but it's you wow. can't like see it because of the lighting. <laughs> it's like a little Mario star. Love it. I love the representation. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what, what we, I think we originally, at least me, I thought August was going to be a pretty slower month for Nintendo. And like, I guess in terms of game releases, it was, but like, we got a lot of news. Like they kind of dropped a lot of stuff on us. Like we technically got two directs because we, but they were game focused ones because we got a Pokemon presents, um, which showed a lot of, you know, general Pokemon stuff and new Scarlet and Violet stuff. Uh, Splatoon three had a direct because that's pretty, pretty close to coming out. Mario Kart eight DLC finally released. Um, and so we're going to talk about all that stuff, plus plus some other not so fun things like other things. Yes. What do you got? <laughs> First, though, we should mention that we are actually going to Nintendo Land in that's, some shape that's or form. Right. Be in yeah. in the variety that we are going to Seattle, if we're Nintendo, well, uh, well, Nintendo's there actually. It's true. That's their we're gonna land. Break, we're going to break into, into their. Uh, but Nintendo they will have America. a presence at PAX West. That's right. Um, yeah, this episode will go up. Probably like a little bit like like probably like a week or so before PAX West, but then we will actually be going to PAX West. Um, PAX West is eleven days. From now. Yeah, I know it does not <laughs> does not feel real. It's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it it still feels pretty foreign as somebody as we both have been people probably who have been in our houses for roughly the last two, two years, and, and this will yeah two and a half years or so. Yeah, this will definitely be my first first time on a plane since before all of that. So. Uh, looking forward to it for sure but you're but it's right it's coming up it's gonna come up pretty quick here and we're gonna go yeah, there we're we gonna, might get a we're gonna check out some nintendo stuff uh, that is ahead. there wait like i know there's there will pro there will be some kind of pokemon uh demo there and probably like some splatoon stuff as well so we're definitely yeah. gonna try and get some hands on with that and that'll probably be what we talk about next episode so look forward to that and hey if you're if you are in that weird little diagram of people who listen to us and end up going to PAX West, you know, feel free to reach out and we can maybe say hi, say hi at the show. Um, but for now, yeah, let's get into some of this news. Cause there was a lot of it. Um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is if we finally got the wave two of Mario Kart eights, DLC. I felt like this was like that last true piece of like kind of the big summer Nintendo, like release schedule, like, like there was m- multiple months I felt like we we thought we were to get this and they just kind of like yep. kept not really talking about it at all. And it's like, where is this? Is it OK? Is like something weird's going on. Like people were some people were freaking out maybe a little bit more than they should have. But it it, it was fine. First week of August. Boom. Eight more tracks. Um, so I think let's see if I remember all the tracks from the top of my head because I don't have the list in front of me. But I think I remember. Them. Um, we got more tour tracks. So that was uh, New York Minute. Um, the New York theme track. We got Sydney Sprint, the Sydney Australia track. We got 
um, Game Boy from the Game Boy uh, Advance Mario Kart Snowland, which is like a new like a new remake of a track that's hasn't even been in tour yet. So that's pretty cool. Um, we got Waluigi yeah. Pinball, a probably one of the the best tracks in Mario Kart franchise, really. So I'm really excited that came back in all its beautiful glory. Um, we got Calamari Desert uh, from N64, which that had um, a cool kind of glow up with how the track works. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, an entirely new track called Sky High Sunday. It's like a big ice cream oval track that's all anti-grav in Mario Kart 8. Um, and that was that's pretty cool. Very colorful. Um, and then there's and then one. There's yeah, one more. One more. I've got them pulled up now. Yeah. One more. <laughs> oh, Mushroom Gorge from the Wii, which is like another. That was like a fan. That was like a fan favorite from the Wii uh, Mario Kart Mushroom oh, I, Gorge. Yeah, I guess I guess two two more then. Two more, I mean, it's see. the least interesting one was uh, Mario uh, Circuit Three. Mario Circuit Three. Nintendo. Yes, the Super Nintendo Mario Circuit Three. Yeah, not the most interesting one, but also like I figured they would probably get one of those tracks in there just because they're have that classic representation from that original game, even if they aren't as interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got we got looks pretty eight more tracks. We we um. Around when they released, streamed it. So if you're on youtube.com slash irrational passions watching the video version of this, you can also go find that archive of us playing through all those tracks and a couple other uh, other tracks from Mario Kart 8. Yeah, and it was a solid set of eight tracks, in my opinion. I think they they definitely felt like a big step up from those first set of tracks because they like the first set of tracks I liked overall, but they definitely felt pretty simple. I think like the, mm-hmm. to- like the Tokyo and the Paris tracks were cool, but also pretty simple and like then have like much going on. They they were pretty standard tracks, which is fair because they're like the first ones, the first in the cups, so to speak, are always kind of that way. So this felt like a step up of like, all right, we got this this neat this New York and Sydney tracks, the city tracks from tour definitely had a lot more going on, like a lot more variations that you were going through in the levels. Um, the the Sydney track in particular, I think, is really cool. It's just like it feels like a much bigger track than a lot of the other city tracks have been so far. And I appreciated that where it felt like it felt, it felt like the first time playing with these uh, city tour tracks where I was actually driving around a city because you just have these bigger stretches of road and these other like kind of bigger areas that are going around to like the point where like the farm the first time driving around it, I was like almost like going in the wrong directions purposely because i felt like i was driving around like on a straight road more or less even though you're turning off onto different ramps and stuff like that because mario kart but um i like that track a lot yeah um what, what was i'd kinda, say like yeah, uh, I was say, what was what was kind of one of your stands that standouts for that uh, the i really like obviously the sky high sunday because mm-hmm. it's all zero g which we, we talked about here yes. of like that was like one of my things that i really wanted more of Yep, was zero definitely. G and they have just an entirely zero G one, which is fun just because yeah, I like the boosts off each other. I will say the mushroom gorge is like a chaotic evil track that I have <laughs> yeah. a love hate relationship with. Yeah. I think it's good and I think it's really cool. It's just those mushroom bounce part. Like it is like yep. hit or miss. Sometimes you're going too fat, like in 200 CC or whatever. You are going too fast to hit all those sometimes. It is just, yeah, you just go, you just go, you just go flying. Yeah, that's definitely like the big thing that track for sure. Yeah, but uh, Calamari Desert, very good, extremely good yeah. glow up, like you said. Yeah, it's really cool because they basically combined the original Calamari Desert from N sixty four 
with a updated Calamari Desert track they did in tour, which is literally just called Calamari Desert 2, where he's straight up is just on the second lap of the one and eight. Now you take that route instead where you actually go onto the track, the, the, the train tracks and like race around. And it makes it more of like a sectioned base track rather than just like a, a loop every, every lap. And I think that's, they did a really good job with that. And like they even like, well, I thought something I wasn't sure if they were going to do is they, on one of those laps to go onto there, they like put like a big red ramp that just appears in the middle of the race. Yep out of nowhere and that's the thing that, that comes from tour like tour has like when they, when they have like their their tours every few weeks they also have trick variants of courses so it'll be like you know literally, literally like right now they, they added that that ice cream track into tour now and and like there's like a sky high sunday tea and they have like those big red red kind of girder looking ramps everywhere that you can also go off and do tricks on because like a tour is all score based so you like you want to do a bunch of tricks um so it's cool to like it see like them include that kind of idea from tour and into eight it seems like they're leaning into that conceptual like different each lap like way way harder as time goes on because if you yeah. think of like default mario kart 8 or, or vanilla uh mario kart 8 forgive the pun um <laughs> that is like a lot of what you kind of expect. Um, you get some of the stuff like the Bowser's castle that has like two paths at one point. Right. Um, but very rarely. And then in the DLC, we got some of those, you know, in the base game, you got the, the Wario snow mountain thing. I forget the name of it, which is all one long track. And then in the DLC, we get big blue and stuff that is also all one track. Uh, like one really long track kind of cut into three sections. Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of doing a lot of this, like tra- lap two is a little different. Lap three is really different or something like that. Um, not just with like the, um, uh, I guess it, it is mostly the tour tracks, which is probably where they experimented with that first in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. It's like a cool idea for, for Mario Kart just cause like it, it, you have to kind of stay on your toes throughout the whole track. Um, sure. versus like, you know, like, oh, this turn, I know I'm going to just be fine. It's like, oh, now it's like a little bit different or now I'm going across different terrain. Obviously, you'll learn it eventually, right. but in a single race, it's harder to go on like autopilot, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that definitely seems like that'll be the kind of running theme for sure. This DLC is definitely with the tour tracks. They will be more multi-leveled, kind of combining all of the variants that tour introduces into like one big track and i really do like that aspect of just being able to preserve those tracks so they won't have to always live in a mobile game um and also the you know them bringing a new idea even into eight um and overall i think yeah they did a good job with this has made has made me pretty excited for this this dlc especially because a ton of stuff leaked (laughs) um yeah. So basically, um, alongside this, so I'll, I'll give you and maybe people who aren't familiar, like the kind of quick timeline of when the first wave of DLC came out, somebody pull, had, was able to pull out like the prefixes, uh, basically, of like where each track comes from. So basically, like straight up had a thing where you, they were able to pull up the, the DLC menu and see all the cups. And when they put their like I like, a, you know, selecting a cup, um 
you could see you can see what the actual track was, but you could see like, hey, this one has the Wii, it's Wii or Game Boy or DS. That, like people were able to pull that during the first wave. It was one of those things where like we don't know if it was fully accurate. Like it could be play, uh, still kind of placeholdery. We didn't know at that time because there's especially like when you when you got to those later cups, there were a lot of blank spots um, in in those kind of selections. So when we got to these next four that came that just came out, they were one for one matching those prefixes down to like the new track having a blank spot. So it seems it's pretty likely that that will follow suit. Um, I think some people will be maybe disappointed by you know there's not going to be any more n64 tracks for the rest of the dlc because there's no more n64 tracks um but you might let be, you let, might, let him rest yeah i was gonna say you <laughs> might you, you will probably be happy to know though that for every next there'll at least be one gamecube track in every way you're coming from from here on there'll be one more gamecube oh, yeah. track i think there'll be one more we the we track in each of those two um but also um there's five more blank spots meaning there's potentially five brand new courses also coming for the rest of the dlc a lot of that is that Hell toward yeah. a lot of that is towards the very end like I, like I straight up think like the last wave has like two or three blank spots so it's possible we somehow get three entire new tracks by then but i could also see maybe those just not being finalized because those are technically more than a year away because those would be end of 2023 when those will come out so they might just not be all selected but it's still possible uh, let me let me hit you with this, Mike. Okay. Because I, I want your speculation here, um, and we're just speculating. Yeah. Do you there's, think there's in this final wave, similar to OG Mario Kart Eight, do you think we will get more crossover tracks, like a Star Fox track, for example? Um, that that would be really cool. I would love to see another crossover track of some kind. Star Fox Grand Prix. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a Mario Kart track this whole time. It was Mario Kart track. Mario Kart track this whole time. Um, not to go too deep into other, also, there's a lot of like data mining and stuff going in Mario Kart tour as well. Mm-hmm. And people have data mined some kind of potential Yoshi's Island track. Okay. That, so that might also be here. We, we don't really know though. Cause it's some, some of like that stuff is a lot more obscure than even the eight stuff that we now have because there was another bigger, I would say data mine slash leak with this second wave that came out and that is straight up nintendo left music files not the full uh, music that's right but not the full tracks but like little snippets of music from uh the for the remaining tracks to the point where like it was enough where it's like it's like 14 some tracks so we literally pretty much know the next wave of wave three of dlc <laughs> because of how they named them named them and we also know like uh, like it's like a smattering of tracks throughout the rest of the other waves next year it basically confirms pretty much every tour track that's available right now is pretty much in this dlc that seemed pretty obvious at this point because we're constantly we've gotten pretty much three tour tracks um more or less so granted that's that's sky high sunday you can be technical about but i think that's consider you consider that original track but it was also mm-hmm. it also came out pretty much in tour at the exact same time, so we've already had three in the first wave and now five, you could say at least five or six tour tracks, and it seems like the next wave will once again have two more tracks, and if again the, the follow this leaks it'll be the London track and the Berlin track 
So Berlin, Germany. So those will be the next two city tracks. We will also be getting the Christmas track, which I think I might have mentioned in the previous episode. In tour, they made like a Christmas themed, like, like unique track. It's called Merry Mountain. It's like, a, and it has like, you know, big piles of Christmas presents. And you're going up this big snowy mountain um, and through like this little like Christmassy themed town. Um, so that, Banjo-Kazooie vibes with that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like actually a pretty fun track. Um, and that's that came in tour a while ago, but now it looks like it'll be in the next wave of DLC. Uh, but my most exciting one is that we will probably be getting three the 3DS Rainbow Road uh, Mart for the next wave, and that's very that's exciting because that's like yeah that's like probably my favorite Rainbow Road in the franchise besides some of the ones in eight now, but still like that's very really yeah. exciting that we're gonna be getting that. Um, let's see if I can remember anyone specifically next wave. I think there I think there was definitely I think it followed pretty suit with um the the other ones where it's like a mixture of popular tracks but also some like new remaster tracks or new original tracks. That's right. There will be some kind of um boo like uh like boardwalk kind of stage. But it'll be Yes, it'll, I it'll, love that stage. Yes. Well, it'll be it'll be uh, the game, uh, one from the Game Boy. So it'll be like a remake. So it'll be kind of a newish one. But like we don't know 100 percent because like I think there was two of those tracks in the Game Boy one and they but they shared they shared the same music. So it's curious for like it'd be either or kind of thing. But yeah, it was I like, think the Game Boy one is like a reimagining of the Super Nintendo one. Right. That's so one it, really it has like. it has completely original tracks in it, but it also has all of the SNES tracks in it. Got was, it. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, there was there was Super Circuit, which is the Game Boy one. And yeah, and then Super Mario Kart. But Super Circuit, the Game Boy One, has a bunch of original tracks, but it also has a bunch of um, it has all pretty much all the SNES tracks in it as well. Um, and I will nice. say, like, co- like considering the the Game Boy tracks that we've gotten, even in base Mario Kart and now in this game, like the glow up they've gotten is pretty big because that's like substantial, Rib- yeah, like yeah. Ribbon Road, and then like Cheese Land, like we're in the DLC for the first set of DLC for Mario Kart, and those are awesome tracks. Sky Garden from the first wave and now Snowland from this are like all oh, really. Yeah, Sky Sky cool. Garden is great. Yeah, they're really cool tracks. So I'm we're pretty much beginning a new, more or less a new reimagining of like a, a, a boardwalk kind of boo stage. And I think that's super cool for the next wave. Um, yeah. And, and then, yeah, there's some other stuff in there. Like it was, you know, st- popular tracks from all over, you know, smaller Mario Kart games. Because, you know, again, we're not going to be getting a lot of. Um, <clears throat> N64 stuff, so there wasn't anything in there. First, but it's like Maple Tree Way was in, but music was in there, so that's a pretty popular track from the Wii game. Um, Peach Gardens, which was the DS track, which is pretty cool because it's like you're literally going through like it's it's like a track that's like a like a hedge maze or like a garden maze next to like a big Peach's Castle like equivalent. That's from the DS one. It's pretty cool because you like really trace this hedgeway area and there's like chain chops like in the area so you can like come out of corners chain chop like running around um that's pretty good oh um next the next one as well waluigi stadium we're gonna waluigi stadium from the gamecube so that'll, that yeah i think that's the next wave as well so yeah unfortunately yeah, i got leaked you know but also like nintendo kind of left those files in the game so people just kind of found it so you know yeah. it is what it is you know people are going to go f- track that stuff down that sometimes it's just how it's going to go a lot of leaks this year it's a year yeah, of leaks there's, there's a lot of leaks uh we'll be getting more into that um with another with another uh thing as well when we get to our pokemon segment there's been some stuff there too mm-hmm. um 
but uh but yeah that's that's mario kart you know we uh, again always super fun to like jump back in for new tracks and i'm excited for now and now we kind of know the next set of tracks um i'm pr- i'm pretty stoked yeah i loved this this past set it was a great time cool. in true nintendo fashion they announced it like 35 minutes after we finished recording nintendo land so. yeah that's usually yeah that's just how it goes Always, yep. it always, it always uh, comes down to there. Um, but next, next up, and, and some not, uh, not, not so great news. And this, in some ways, is a little bit of a follow up to, um, you know, kind of the in the world of contracting for Nintendo, specifically more in the, you know, the, the America side of Nintendo. Because, like, granted, that's like you know, what we can see. There's been more allegations uh, made by testers of uh, sexual has- sexual harassment they faced as being uh, working for Nintendo's and uh, contracting when they've been contracted down and just like, you know, there's been a lot of poor working conditions for those, for those workers, unfortunately. Um, I have this Kotaku article here from uh, Sissy Jiang. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. Apologies if not. Uh, but it's basically just a big breakdown of you know, she speaks to, um, you know, who the, who they've named in the article. This isn't their, her name, but Hannah of like kind of her experience while she was at um, Nintendo. Um, and here I kind of, you know, skimming a little bit because it is a pretty big article, but I'll find find some points here. It's like, uh, here's a quote from her saying, Nintendo was almost like a nightmare. It's sad because I love Nintendo. I grew up with Nintendo. So I decided to join Nintendo when I first got there. And I thought I was going somewhere. I had my supervisors telling me I was doing such a good job, um, but by uh, but by reporting the incident, it, uh, she set off a chain of events that her to quit a job of testing Nintendo games. So basically, she you know was hoping she had a good time, but you know it's uh, you know she's kind of talking about like how like you know now it's when she was doing te- testing, you know she was there during 2017. She felt like it was kind of a frat house. She had, yep. like, you know, dudes being kind of shitty towards her and, you know, making sexual remarks and trying to get remarks out of her. Um, you know, we should mention, you know, Nintendo staffed these testing departments with temporary employees. So it was a lot of, you know, very contractors, contractors and like not great ways of like, you know, they did a lot of things to get out of the way of trying to hire them full time by like, you know, having them work for a bunch of months, then cutting them off for a couple months and then having a bring, trying to bring them back on. So that way they couldn't get full time work or benefits or anything like that. They kind of were skimping them that way. Um, yeah. This a little bit of what we had heard earlier in the year of like contractors being kind of treated like second, second class citizens compared to full time or salaried in, in Nintendo employees. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's it's and it's something it's something interesting to talk about. Is you know one of the companies are now f- now former companies that was a uh, part of this uh, these that Nintendo contracted was a part of a completely separate labor dispute. Uh, they were called Aerotech, and funnily enough, I worked for Aerotech back in twenty fifteen. Oh, wow. um, but like you know, it was a very different uh, state there. But now hearing that they had multiple labor lawsuits filed against them. And now have been like split into a bunch of different smaller brands because of you know their their kind of shitty actions is now not surprising to, to hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can. She yeah she she goes on like kind of you know 
but the Airtex response was unsatisfactory to her claims of, you know, being, she put in claims of all this harassment and things going on, and Airtex clearly did not care and kind of shut him off. You know, so, you know, again, it's it's just, yeah, it's just really unfortunate. Like, it's it's always that double-edged thing when these stories come out, right? Of like, it's it sucks to hear that these things happen uh, at these, that these places we love that make these great games. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like people are getting treated like fucking garbage for, for making these games the best they can be. And like, that's, that's not how it should be. It's just, you know, it's, it really sucks. Yeah. On top of them typically being the people that like, don't get any credit for anything. Right. Like testers very, very rarely are recognized sometimes even in credits in like Nintendo games, You'll yeah. see like special thanks and then thanks to all our testers and like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like or they'll just name a, like a yell name like it, some it, generic company that's like here's the company that did it. It's yeah, like, it's a big bummer. And yeah. there's still just like a lot of poor management, toxic masculinity, uh, sexual harassment, things like, you know, obviously Activision has been in the hot hot seat for a very long time, but like we've heard about this from a lot of places, a lot of different places, including Nintendo and it's good to have like details. I definitely encourage people to like go through it and empathize yeah. and, and try and like put yourself in a position of like feeling totally powerless right. because you're on the hook for this contract and you don't really have any other options, you know? Yeah. And something that the, that I think is interesting that's worth pointing out too is um, on the same day, Kotaki reported some of these conditions of contract uh, workers, um, Nintendo Mayor President Doug Bowser internally acknowledged the, the allegations about working conditions. And he said that Nintendo has zero to- intolerance, uh, zero tolerance for inappropriate conduct, including harassment, discrimination, or intimidation. Um, and then, you know, Kotaku has reached out for what steps Nintendo has taken to enforce the zero tolerance, uh, zero tolerance uh, policy, but they have not uh, received any more comments uh, beyond that. So, you know, so, you know, at least they're internally saying they're they're doing stuff but i hope it actually does lead to something right like it's you know this stuff this stuff did come out fairly recently so it you know it's always it's always difficult when you hear people at the top saying like you know they're just putting out their generic statements whether that leads to something we don't know maybe it could maybe it couldn't but it is just kind of seen it's it's tough but i will say like you know i'm not trying to glass half full too hard here i know this is terrible but like Part of the reporting on this and, and some of the impacting they have is like obviously Rockstar recently had like a report come out of like things have gotten a lot better there. And that was rough stuff to hear about in 2018. Uh, so hearing things have gotten better there after like this was brought to the attention of the public. And then like obviously there's a lot of uprising internally uh, that this could have a, a positive fallout from just talking about it, engaging it. Don't avoid the conversation. Um, listen, obviously uh, empathize, be better, uh, and and be there for the people who are more vulnerable than you and have less privilege than you. You know, yeah, for sure. That and that definitely seems like there's a lot of stuff in here um, that just kind of sucks. Yeah, as as like it's good to hear when there is there is positive effect of when when companies and studios actually take action, but like you know. Hopefully, hopefully more and more places start doing that and Nintendo themselves. Clearly this, you know, this was a number, this was a couple years ago. So maybe, who knows, maybe 
maybe now they're they're doing a better job of it. You know, it's hard to say. But the fact that these kind of happened in the first place, like, and it's it was it was a while ago, but it wasn't that long ago, right? Like this was you know, yeah, this was only twenty seventeen. That was a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So it's it's hard to say that may, maybe the 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 conditions could just be better, and I hope they are working towards a better better working environment for these people and yes looking for the people who are making the problems and removing them because they're yes. know, talking about this person in here who's clearly like like you know using his position of higher authority to hit on smaller you know new people and using his you know his i'm friends with everybody kind of place to you know keep these people down and you know continue toxic behavior uh it's just it's unfortunate for yeah. sure any if you're in a job and someone is threatening to fire you if you don't do what they say it is not a good time and it doesn't feel good and you yeah that should not be how yeah. things are run yeah it's very unfortunate but i hope for brighter times uh or i hope for brighter times and not too many of these kind of articles uh for for nintendo to read this kind of stuff yeah. Uh, let's hope it's it's better now or it's getting better. Um, pivoting to other video game news, which is it is what it is. We're talking about Nintendo, good mm-hmm. and bad, and I, there was some good stuff and there's some more cool announcements that I think I was I was looking forward to, and that was there was a Splatoon three direct. Um, yeah, we had a twenty minute breakdown of they kind of gave us. What people expected, right? Because they didn't really give. We didn't really have a lot of Splatoon news during the summer. Granted, it's uh, granted it's still the summer technically. It's August, but we yeah. got the big twenty-minute Nintendo Direct that was focused on Splatoon stuff. And man, yeah, they they showed a whole heck of a lot of that game. Um, yeah, and it, and it got me like excited. Like I was look, I was like, this is definitely a game I by default probably just gonna go buy because I always kind of get a lot of first-party Nintendo games. Yes, but seeing I like of, Splatoon a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like Splatoon two a lot when it came out, and I like the the DLC the act expansion. But I didn't get much into like the multiplayer this side this time around compared to the first game, um, and some of that had to just do with like you know their weird Nintendo is going to be Nintendo online policies and how they do stuff. But this one is definitely seeming a little bit better out the gate, um, in terms of you know. There's Salmon Run, which is a big mode I know we're both very excited for, and I think was like a big, really big missed opportunity in that uh, in the in Splatoon two. Um, it's like kind of their horde mode equivalent, and now it is going to be playable whenever. And also, yep. you can you know join on and you know like they showed in this they showed in this footage like you know something that has not really it made me realize like man, neither of those Splatoon games had like you could just party up and like go into yep. a thing. And like they they showed it in this footage, and that's like realizing, remembering that, and be like, oh yeah, neither of those games had that. Had that. That's crazy. Yep. But now it's like, you know, we saw footage of you know, a person inviting a person to their game, and then they're in the, in their social space together, and then they can you know match make together, and you can do that in normal Splatoon matches of whatever. But also, you, it has been confirmed. I don't think they explicitly say it in the direct, but like you can go to the official Splatoon website and they say like, that's also possible with Salmon Run. You can play it anytime with your friends or with just four players. And that's fantastic. 
that yes. this game will just work like a modern multiplayer video video game. Um, <laughs> and they got they got they took them three tries, but they yeah, got to be got fair. To, like this is Nintendo's like one shooter franchise, you know. Like so, this is like their kinda, end point. They kind of yeah, they kind of have to get they kind of have to get it in right at this point. Yeah, they have to get Splatoon right from a multiplayer yeah. online multiplayer perspective. Um, I'm. I'm curious, like, I know we'll get into some more details, mm-hmm. too, and I think we talked about this before, but, like, I really think that this game has the potential to, like, blow up. Yeah. Uh, because, like, when Splatoon 2 came out, that was, like, first year of the Switch, and it did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, people still play Splatoon 2. I know it doesn't have like, as much support, but, like, I'm very curious to see if this actually, like, really takes off for, for Nintendo. Do you yeah. think it might? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think it has the potential too. Just because, like, in some ways, this is personally the Splatoon two I kind of wanted because it's yeah, like, same. again, it has the, the the multiplayer stuff we just talked about. It has way more content out the gate. Like they showed, like twelve multiplayer maps are going to be in the game out the gate. You know, obviously there's the single player mode stuff too, which I always really liked from those games. That's all there too. I think they said like every base weapon that's been in the game up till now will be there. Um, I think I think along with the Splatanas, the Splatanas, yeah, which yeah, they showed a bunch of like yeah, and plus like yeah, some new weapons and new special abilities. So there'll some be some there'll be new stuff there too. Um, and I and I think just you know, again, like I always like the Splatfest concept that they do there. It's like it's fun. I like the extra twist they have of like some will be like th- three player thing. There'll be some kind of like in in point where it's like three people. It's like. Uh, yeah, like four people on one team and then two on one and two on a third. And then yeah. you have to like you can either like the, the two groups of two can either team up to take down the big one or they right. can all just fight for themselves. Yeah, it's for themselves. like a really cool idea. Yeah, I definitely like that. I definitely am very curious how that'll pan out. And I just like the kind of like switch up of that idea. And it's fun in general just having like the dumb little battles they've had where it's like this is like rock, paper, scissor or like here's, you know, remember I think it was in Splatoon 1. I don't know if it was in 2 where they had like actual like collaborations where it's like, here's Spongebob versus Patrick. Yeah, like, that's right. That happened. Yeah. And or, like, or ketchup versus mayonnaise ketchup or whatever. Like, they've mayonnaise. done some dumb ones yeah, too, which yeah, I appreciate. It's always, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. And I love that stuff. I love them doubling down more on like, you know, the, the all the crazy fish crustacean characters you have like, uh, what was it? It's I know like there's Big Man, of course, the Big Man. Big Man, yes. Good, but I'm trying to remember the name of like the, the duo, the new like singer duo. It's like Fry and something else. I forget, but it does rhyme like they always do. Um, so that's fun. Um, yeah, it, it just it just looks like a good. It, it kind of was the bigger step up I wanted from one to two, and like two was fun. Like you said, like I played it and like. Single player was fun. The Octo expansion was was really fun. I think that was definitely like actually probably my favorite part of like Splatoon Two period, like that DLC. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to them like going even further with this one from from every aspect. It looks like they're like every aspect of that game they're making bigger um, and, and yeah. better. Um, and they also confirm like you know like the other ones like it'll have free post launch support, so they'll add maps and potential game modes and more like little weapon combos. And they also said there will also be a paid expansion like Octo expansion for this DLC for this Latoon game as well. 
at some point in the future. Um, and it did tease that it's like, it'll probably be, they'll have the, like the first one, it brought back the, the two from the first game. This will bring back the, the duo from the, from the second game. Cause you could see kind of in the art they teased, it was like them kind of grayed out the Rose Marina. And I uh, now I'm forgetting the other name of that one too. Two. Shiver and Fry Shiver are the new and ones. Fry are the, it's the five with Big Man, obviously man. the yeah. the most important yeah. aspect so of that. Though it's hard to focus on Shiver with Big Man. Yeah, it's room, true. You know? It's true. You see, as soon as you see Big Man, it's just like okay, yep, this is great. <laughs> and yeah, and I like them getting in general. Like the characters that were in the shops were like a lot more like crazy. Than I yeah, think they've been in the past where like there's this weird big crab looking man. It's like super buff. It's like one of the shop dudes this time. You know, it's super fun. Um, yeah i mean like the whole splatoon like turning its menu into essentially a city that you walk around has always in my opinion been like such a super cool unique idea um and them just leaning harder into that is is the best like the salmon run option on the menu is like a dude in a back alley right like it's just this great stuff that i love to see yeah it's fun yeah to see all that just having a whole that whole vibe of yeah those little that little hub is really great I, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, this definitely this definitely got me a lot more excited for Splatoon three than I than I even was. Just hearing like, you know, hearing all the the modern multiplayer features, hearing it's like a bigger game and kind of showing why it's you're making Splatoon three rather than making more content just for Splatoon two, right? Um was yeah. just, just nice to see. Still opinion. don't have a lot of info on this single player stuff, but right. Uh, maybe they're keeping it under wraps for a reason. Maybe it'll get w- super weird and wild. Who yeah, knows? it's it's possible. I can also I I honestly be okay if it's more of just the kind of more level based stuff that we've had in the past. That was I think there's a they always had a lot of fun ideas uh, with with that with that concept. So I'd be I'd be okay like, but if it would just end up being a little bit more of that, but yeah, something something a little bit more different would be interesting to like more open areas or a bigger map to explore or something could be interesting too. Yeah. I'm stoked. I, I, I'm with you in that. Like I, I got Splatoon one a little late Mm -hmm. so that I didn't end up playing that much of it. And then I got Splatoon two and it's like, okay, this is just a little bit better. Splatoon one. Yeah. Uh, with, with salmon run that I can only play sometimes, I guess. (laughs) Uh, so this definitely feels like the more kind of feature complete, Splatoon yeah. game I've been looking for. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I like that first game a lot too. Like I just mentioned, like that was definitely one of my more played, besides Mario Kart Eight, which you just talked about, was probably like my second most played Wii U game. So I like that. Yeah. that first game was a lot of fun, and that was more into the multiplayer then. Where like nowadays it's like it's a little it's a little bit harder to like get into the multiplayer out of the gate just because it was a thing where the people that were playing it were people that were super into it. So like now yes. like you go on and just get demolished unless you know what you're doing. So maybe, maybe now that like this one, like seems like it could have a bigger splash that might be a little bit more better, but also now we can, you know, also just play salmon run and have, have a fun time. Exactly. Uh, Fighting weird, big salmon monsters that look ridiculous. I like, I like, I like the new one. It's just like, a, it's just like a big ass lead that just comes like, it's like a saucer that slams down. It's really dumb, but I love it. Um, yeah. It looks, it looks fun. That looks fun. Yeah, and and it is worth noting. Just reiterating, and all those new maps like look awesome. Some of them, especially like that bridge one. Yeah, really yeah, cool looking. Yeah, it's really cool. Some some cool maps. Like yeah, it's like, it's like a mixture of like a bunch of new maps, but also like returning maps from other 
Splatoon games because I definitely saw one that even I have recognized from like the first game where it's like it's like I think it's like a resort it's like a resort one where it's like the map is in like a big squid Splatoon squid shaped pool and then like once you hit a certain point in the timer like parts of the stage like lift out of the water so you have like more stuff to ink over it was was a cool map Um, so it's cool it seems like it'll be a cool mishmash of like best of but also a bunch of new stuff so definitely looking forward to that that's that's pretty soon still too like you know we'll we'll pretty much go to PAX West and then like like we're gonna come back and it'll be out right yeah more or less it's pretty pretty close to that it's like the 15th no I think it's I think it's closer I think it's like the 8th or 9th I thought oh wow nice so so, that's exciting so yeah pretty soon here that'll be that's pretty exciting for sure um Splatoon 3 baby um the next one we had again uh, another big kind of direct uh news was the big one pokemon presents happened another another one of these and we got we got a bunch of like you know the more typical news and presents where it's like here's a bunch of mobile game updates that are like you know okay sure um, I, I, I would, <laughs> poke cafe is still a thing yeah, please cafe, cafe you can go <laughs> feed mewtwo or some shit i don't know I will, he's I will a picky say, customer <laughs> I, I will i will say that the pokemon unite stuff actually looks kind of interesting because they're they're yes. doing like a one-year anniversary so like they're doing like they've literally added like within like one month they've added like four new pokemon and they're adding even more and like it wasn't in this but i saw them tweet out that like they're actually doing like a new map it's like it'd be like another map besides the ones. So that's pretty cool. So I might actually like maybe, maybe next episode, maybe I'll uh, by that point that stuff will be in there. So I might I might jump back in and try it, see what's going on with Pokemon Unite for its one year. It's the one year anniversary is why they're doing all that. I like the is, uh, all Pikachu. Yes, nothing but right. chaos yeah, mode there's, there's is Pikachu, very good. Oops, all Pikachu modes. <laughs> the thing the thing that also blew my mind is they meant I should mention that too is like a game has over seventy million players. Jesus, that's right. That's insane. Like that's you know, wild. Yeah, that game. That game definitely has its has a crowd now. So like that is like, God. Every time like Pokemon Company just stumbles into something that yes. just makes them so much freaking money, it's, it's unbelievable. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. Um, like yeah. you you wonder about when people say like, oh yeah, Pokemon's like the most money franchise in the world. You're like, oh, I wonder how it's Pokemon yeah, Unite. It's, yeah. You know, Pokemon some Unite something crazy really, like that. Yeah, Pokemon Go and like trading cards and it's never actually yeah. the actual games that like we're going to talk about and like yeah. care about the they most. do it's extremely like, well but like comparatively yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's these like are, these the merchandise like, is yeah, crazy yeah the merchandise is like astra fucking nomical it's pretty At, also they're adding a not pokemon to that game and people i i liked that a lot of people were like what's an ultra beast <laughs> like right, had to be right. like introduced to the concept of ultra so, beast like they're pokemon but they're like not but they're, pokemon. But they're like not they're like some weird space shit i don't know they yeah. did, did it pick a good one though the big the big buzz swole yeah yeah the buff the, the, mosquito the man buff arms this looks ridiculous it's pretty good good pick they're um, pokemon also pokemon company they are, they're just pokemon. they are they, you're right they totally are <laughs> stop calling them there's, other don't there's say that they're not there's pokemon. Literally, there's literally pokemon they're like keychains and garbage bags that that thing could be a pokemon too yeah if you if it goes in a ball it's a pokemon that's it <laughs> yes yes exactly um but but the, you know the the they showed all that stuff and it was fine. But the big closer, of course, was we got yeah, more. We, get to the real stuff we, get, we got we got like a big like probably our mo- our biggest look at Pokemon, uh, Scarlet and Violet. 
Um, they, they, like, they, they gave us the name of the region. They gave us like a bunch of info about how the, kind of the game works. And they gave us also like, uh, the kind of titular, titular kind of gimmick sort yeah. of battle mechanic that's going to be here as well. Um, so let me actually, I, I, I have the trailer linked here, but I should have actually pulled up the web, the website, the Pokemon website. Cause there's always good nuggets yeah there's there. more details there so let me quickly get to that but yeah basically you know again they kind of gave us the paldea region is the name of the region um and oh here we go let's see if it's, it's all the, the the info got buried because all this other pokemon <laughs> stuff happens and i'm like digging through the site uh there we go visit the site live live scrolling through the site to find the things I wanted to find. Um, I mean, I kind of think like the big things they showed again, there was um, the Paldea region is kind of the region of that we're going to be exploring. Now they, they put out like an actual map of the, the region like they do, where it's like this big piece of art that like shows all the little kind of points of interest. And there's like some kind of big, crazy looking crater in the middle, which is really interesting. Yeah. You kind of see like the school that you'll be going to in the games. Um, some, we, cool stuff we meet too. like the the general swath of the characters like the rival character mm-hmm. the friend character um the professor yeah. um, one of the gym leaders we meet mm-hmm. yes yeah, so they're all they're on that footage um we kind of see that there were more than likely actually compared to other pokemon games going to get the legendary early earlier than normal or are we not sure how it'll work they were really like going to potentially right us. away is like the, the vibe that i kind of got yeah, is like we're yeah, just gonna same. have it out the gate but that's because they are kind of your your kind of fast travel movement around the um the, around the 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 region because they are straight up like motorcycles are sort of not motorcycles but not motorcycles <sighs> This whole time. thing, man, I yeah, can't. <laughs> this thing with wheels on its chest is like galloping like a horse with arms. Yeah, and I, every time horse. I see it, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it looks completely. But the other ridiculous. one is just wheeling around. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a hover bike, but not a hover bike because it actually has wheels that work. And then there's, you know, and it, sh- it showed them doing other stuff too. Like they were climbing up the sides of, of like hillsides and mountains. And they also like their, their like antennas become wings and they can fly around as well. So, yeah. so I'm guessing that'll be more like, that'll probably be what they, what, you know, the upgrade over time, right? Like how HMs used to be in Pokemon is like, you might get, you might get one of these at the start and they'll be able to like, you'll be able to run around and move faster. But then as you probably progress through certain story things or other missions or bits in the game, you can unlock like the, 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 okay, now they can, now you can drive that run around and they'll drive on water or now they'll fly over the, yeah. the region or whatever. It's like if they, if they, the flied all of the Pokemon that you ride in Arceus into one yeah, monstrous much. wheel chest Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah super, but su- it, super bizarre. It, it does seem like it's not like a Pokemon that you're going to be battling with, at least not right away. Potentially yeah. by the end of the game, it will be a Pokemon right. that you sure. can maybe battle with, but it is like a companion, which is kind of kind of neat. I think it's a cool idea. I know yeah. some people are like really upset about the whole wheel thing. I'm just Josh. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I kind of, I kind of, 
I kind of this is how I look at it and then why it didn't bother me as much as like you, you kind of seen this over like all the footage and how they've kind of shown this game as like there's a lot of like vibes of like there's past and future stuff going on. Like you saw the two professors in the previous uh, trailers where like one like the lady uh, professor was almost in like a caveman looking outfit. But the, the other professor for Violet is in like a future tech like Tron looking suit. And this, these two legendary Pokemon follow that same suit of the violet one is straight up like has like a, like has like jet engines on its legs and has like a jet looking thing where this one I would look at it as maybe it's a little bit more primitive. So while it looks like it has wheels on it, maybe it's because it's a primitive kind of form. They're not technically wheels. It's maybe actually like part of its body. And that's why it's gall- galloping around rather than it being like wheels because it's, you know, from the past, so to speak or whatever. Yeah, I at least see that. Like, I think that's what they're going for. But yes, it still totally looks ridiculous. <laughs> they sure. have like a casual mode like they do on the the cover box where like the wheels like look like they're kind of retracted. They don't like they're not like jutting out all the time, which yeah. is good, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, um, I want to know, like, obviously, monthly mic check. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about Pokemon? Are you excited still? Are you hopeful? Do you think I'm, this will be the best Pokemon ever? Will it be the worst Pokemon ever? I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for this. Um, I'm still I'm there's still like definitely questions I have, and I think there's going to be some. You know, it's always one of those things where like um, I'm excited for it, but the it's hard to like not think about how much this the, the discourse there's going to be around stupid things because that's yes. all ever pokemon like fans do now it's it's annoying and frustrating but it is what it is and you can't really get around it anymore because something something like if if we've seen multiple like like what three big trailers for this game before and something they really have not shown which was a big thing for pokemon legends arceus which is you know that was the last game they're coming off of a big pokemon game is that they have not shown like a person like out in the field just throwing a pokeball at a pokemon and catching it yeah it's that seems like so it seems like there will be there's definitely pokemon like out in the field and you're running around but it seems like like i could see a thing where it still is like other games where you have to just like smack your face into a pokemon that initiates a battle or maybe you'll at least be able to like throw your pokeball like in the vicinity of another pokemon and start a battle and then that's how you, you still have to battle them to catch them because they really haven't shown the other side of it yet of like how this how if you can just do the the legends Arceus like sneak up sneak up behind a pokemon and throw a ball at their face and try and catch them that way like they really haven't shown that yet and i yeah. see a scenario where that's not in and then that's going to be a thing where people's like people are going to lose their minds cuz they can't do this little me- mechanic because that's just how some, these games work sometimes and how game freak, freak work sometimes where this this the team that was probably working on this game was probably working on it way before the Legends Arceus team was working on that. They're like different teams and they're probably definitely is overlap and sharing some stuff. But like they're, you know, they're on certain timetables and all this other kinds of stuff that we have no control over. And so like I could see like some of these things like not being there. And that's like that's the thing. Like even though this this game has so many other amazing things like right we've seen like. You know, it's fully open. They've mentioned it's fully open world. You can go in any direction. It's not just about the linear path of 
going and fighting gym leaders now. You can take a gym leader on in any order. Granted, those gym leaders will be it's it won't be scaling levels necessarily, but you can go like find like who would technically be like the eighth gym leader in line based on like the level like the highest level or whatever, and go try and fight them first if you really wanted to. This game that's what it sounds like. Um, yep. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But they also have mentioned that like you know that's not kind of the one main story. There's also other storylines you can explore and kind of go after rather than just immediately trying to fight gyms like they're, you know, and it kind of it kind of they didn't really go into the detail of any either of those. But it seems like they're probably more likely to be like the evil team, the evil villain or rival team or whatever they're going to end up being, which, which we haven't seen any of yet. Yeah, we haven't seen them at all. Like, I'm assuming like the thing they showed this trailer where it's like this, like it's like a. It looks like a parade car where it's like a bunch of lights and stuff is some kind of related to that. That's that's at least what people are guessing and assuming that it's related to that. And you can also see in some of the other shots of the trailer where like, you know, you can see like the, the it's the symbols that are on that car, like on little flags in the background. So like it seems like there will will be some kind of maybe team or group associated with that. And that might be another major storyline to follow. And the other one is like maybe tied to like legendary or like Pokemon or some kind of ancient thing going on on the island. Because like they showed the scene of like the your character like climbing essentially like the open world game equivalent of like climbing a tower and being on top of a tower and looking over a vista. But they also showed you like working with this like researcher, like looking at this like crazy crystal looking flower. So it seems like it might be like tied to whatever the, the the gimmick thing which i'll talk about in a second but also like maybe yeah. whatever the legendary other legend <laughs> other legendary pokemon stuff like you know there's always that kind of third middle legendary in pokemon games and maybe that's more tied or to that. or like the trio you know like uh whatever yeah True. potential totally. wandering trio could be yeah for me like i'm i'm genuinely very excited for this game as someone who yeah. like i was going to get arceus and then like the that week they announced this game is like all right well i guess i'll just wait at this point yeah <laughs> um even though it, it they definitely do seem different yeah I, mm-hmm. and i don't know i'm just really stoked the idea of like having a lot of freedom in pokemon in a pokemon game yep. is really appealing to me i think just the formula is is what gets me down uh mm-hmm. in like going back to old pokemon games or even like sword and shield and i liked sword and shield more than i thought i would mm-hmm. i just was like done after i finished it i didn't yeah. really want to go back for the dlc or anything um the gimmick here has me a little concerned and we'll talk about it in a minute but yeah. like the i the things i still have questions about i like how much we don't know like we don't know what the team is we i feel like them giving us these like d- motorcycle legendary Pokemon means like the actual real narrative legendary Pokemon. Like there could be multiple of them and we don't know anything about them. We don't even know what they look like. And I yep. think like that's really exciting because usually that's not the case. They're on the, the goddamn cover of the box. Yep. Uh, so sure. the idea that there might be some crazy dragon or something when we run into that we don't see until we see it in the game is, is genuinely really exciting. Yeah, um, for sure. But like on top of that, like obviously ground and grass aside, I think it looks really great. Like I think the character models look great. The mm-hmm. Pokemon look great. The cities and stuff all like, like the environments and the art design look really great. Like everything's really pretty. I think they're finally like hitting the groove on like what the, these games should look like. Uh, I just like I want to know more about the co-op like we we asked the question 
uh, probably a couple episodes ago when when some of the details started first coming out of like if we group up can I just like throw a Pokemon out and then we start battling just for funsies yep. is that like mm-hmm. a thing that we can do I, I see in the the footage like there's one point where like it looks like it's four players and they're doing like a 2v2 battle um, just like somewhere and I'm like okay like I want to know more about this that sounds really fun yeah um, yeah, like can we do two v two battles against random Pokemon and catch Pokemon together? Like, is that a, a thing that we'd be able to do? Like, those are the things. It wouldn't be like make or break if we couldn't do those things. I think just if that was an option, if you could like group up and play through the whole game with like a buddy the whole way through, I think that could be really really special. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I'm definitely curious about that too. Like, like you said, the, the limitations on what you can do in the multiplayer sense of like. Yeah, if you could, you know, it looks like you can do up to four players in, in, a, in a co-op session. Like, yeah, can you just, can you, can you like, you know, group up and, yeah, go through all of it together? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even know how that would work because, like, can you all just go, all four roll up on a gym and fight the gym together and just fucking collapse some random gym leader? That would be kind of nuts. That would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, be, let yeah, dumb stuff like that happen. Yeah, it'd be pretty you know? crazy, yeah, for sure, to, like, have that potentially happen. There's definitely a lot of stuff like that. We just, like, how how would that work? Like, e- even if, like, something maybe like that is not possible, maybe, or, like, could you have a thing where, like, one person is fighting and then like, the other three are like spectating and can like, you know, maybe watch the battle f- or, or like support in some weird way. Cause I know like, yeah, like be, do a cheer or something. Yeah. Like, is that a thing you can do? Even that would be pretty cool. Um, Cause w- we did learn in this that, that raids are coming back, yeah. um, which is good. Objectively good thing. They were cool. Yes. The only they, like, they, they, they didn't cool. say for sure, but hopefully it's like, they let you just take your own damn Pokemon in this. Please just don't like <laughs> right. give me preset. Totally, that was so I totally, dumb. I, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That's right. Um, they did. They did. I will. I'm pretty sure they did in the DLC. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Add a, add a, add a, I'm pretty sure the, the thing they added in that lets you bring your own Pokemon in it. Good. Um, it was it was that was more like a, it was like a gauntlet thing because that's where how you got a bunch of the legendaries that weren't in yeah. base sword and shield. I'm pretty sure in that version you could bring your own uh, Pokemon into it. Um, this definitely yeah, the, and this one seems like like they they definitely took some lessons from that that previous one because like they were saying like you can you can you know everyone can go at their own pace like you don't have to it's like a turn thing where it's like all right this person has to do a thing and then you're just sitting there watching as like everyone's picking their moves and then everyone's doing a move and then doing this. It's like, no, everyone's doing everything at once. And I, and I do like that aspect because that'll make those go faster. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, you know, I'm assuming, you know, if you have a four player co-op, I'm assuming, you know, you could have a scenario where, you know, everybody's in the world doing their own thing. And I guess, you know, if somebody runs up to one of those and goes, Hey, you're going to start this thing. I guess it'll ping the people in, in your game, I guess to say like, Hey, you want to do this with me? And, I guess it'll either warp you to that or just go into it. I don't know. Again, yeah, again, there's a lot of questions with that co-op stuff. I'm glad they're we, doing it. We though. might be able to find out more at PAX. Like, yeah, that's, that's hopefully. Definitely, I'm definitely going to have questions and see if they'll answer some of these questions. Who knows what, the, what, we'll, what we'll be able to do with that. Uh, that's what, whatever they're showing at PAX. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Definitely, I would say, like, it's the game I'm most anticipated about this year just because of all of these questions we still have about it 
it's yeah. it's very it's a very interesting game because like there there are some games I'm looking forward to this year maybe not, not even in the realm of Nintendo but a lot of those like are pretty known quantities right or it's like Bayonetta three looks great but I kind of know what I'm getting into there's going to be another God of War game and I know people are miffed about that but you know we we know what we're probably going to get with that game yeah Poke, a lot poke, of boy <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> a lot of axe throwing or whatever the fuck but you know poke, pokemon yeah. like you can look at that game and like get an idea but there's still like so many new things to that franchise that like what are they what are they doing with this like they're they're breaking their they're breaking a lot of conventions finally um that they've started to with with some of these more recent games and this is probably their biggest attempt at that yet well, also doing like co-op and online co-op and all these other things. Like, how does how does, how does that how's that all going to go um, for their kind of first try at a lot of this stuff? I'm very curious. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, po- Pokemon. Yeah, definitely very excited. For uh, we should talk about. Oh, we gotta right. talk about this. These, po- these Pokemon can turn into rocks. Yeah, they turn into crystals. They they tear <laughs> they tear us. Oh, is it, is it on here the terrestrialize here it is yeah terrestrialize Ter- terrestrial terrestrial is what i see here what is the terrestrial phenomenon this phenomenon is found only in the paldea region it makes pokemon sh- shine and glimmer like gems so basically yeah it seems like that is kind of your like battle form um where basically once per battle you can you have this crystal power you can put on your pokemon and they'll get all shiny and crystal and get this weird looking crystal crown and it'll change their type depending on what kind of Pokemon it is and what their typing is and whatever you have it set up to be. So like, I think the, the, the um, kind of thing they used in the trailer was they showed an Eevee that could be like a grass crystal form or like a water form. And that changes that type. So like, it could be potentially interesting from that perspective of like, you know, your Pokemon's weakness maybe you can put a crystal form on them that will make them that different thing. But yeah, like it's, I'm kind it's of, just, I'm, it's weird, you know, it's, it's like, weird. like they, I like the idea got, of type changing, but it, it is like another aspect of catching Pokemon that is RNG, right? Like apparently they'll come with their terrestrial type and uh, that's, you just yeah. got to like look for the one. If you really yeah. want with a water terrestrial type you yeah. gotta like hunt for it you know yeah. and i'm sure that's they will probably tie that into like the raid stuff because yeah. like the raid they, they they the footage of the raid is very much like you going up to this big crystal looking thing and fighting a crystal braid pokemon and like that's how it also worked in the previous game like sword and shield like there was there was dynamax and but also gigantamax which was basically like a you your giant pokemon was basically had like a very a different form the only way to get mm-hmm. those was going and finding them in the when they randomly spawned in the raid battle. So I'm sure that's probably a, will be a thing here too. It's like oh, you go into this raid, and it's like oh, you can get this Pokemon with this crystal type, and here come check this out. That's probably how it'll go. Yeah, and then they added that the Dynamax soup <laughs> in, yes, the in the DLC. It's like, like so they'll probably of, add like crystal soup or something. Yeah, in the something DLC weird. I definitely think they've hit the point where like they've done one too many. Of these yeah, kind of forms. it's just like this is even more like Mega Evolutions than Dynamax was, right? Because like yeah. the thing with Mega Evolutions that was cool is like sometimes the Pokemon will change type in yeah. their Mega Evolved form, yeah, and that extra would... types and change their stats. Like I still think that's like they they should have pers- personally for me. Like I personally would have rather them just 
keep doing that and trying to make something new because these new things yeah. are just like lesser or not as interesting versions of that right yes agreed but you know they're, they're trying they're they're doing this whatever it is what it is at this point the type change concept is cool i think like all the crystal yeah. stuff is kind of silly i think if you could just like type change and like it was maybe like each Pokemon had like three different variants of it and like they all looked different, kind of like the regional variations and stuff, like yep. maybe leaning more into that. I think that stuff is really cool. Like we, we saw Wooper, yeah, um, the, the new regional Wooper who looks Chaco great. Wooper. He's covered in mud and he's just a happy yeah. little guy. Chaka Wooper goaded. Um, glad, yeah. yeah, I'm glad they're doing more of those. I, I like, yeah, that's they, that stuff's so great when they do those regional <laughs> forms, they've always been really cool. Um, I'm sure I'm sure like again, um, I because I, I didn't immediately look a lot of this, but, you know, this a lot of the, the stuff in this confirmed some leaks that happened for this game as well. Um, and somebody I think this is this happens a lot with Pokemon games, to be fair. And I want to say this is like a similar thing happened with Sword and Shield where there's some person at the ESRB or whatever just has like an early copy for like rating stuff. And they just like took in a bunch of images put them up and people just saw them and they're all kind of like whatever because like pokemon always there's always this this always this lead up with every new generation of pokemon where like a bunch of stuff comes out and most and like 80 percent of it is fake but then there's just a small bit of like what they get they either get one thing right or they actually have something legitimate and then you know all bets are off and then whatever this person says you know is, is the key and they they you know, they put out a big leak that had a lot of this stuff that was already you know, like the crystal forms talking about, you know, the the you know, you could go anywhere. And the, but the but the gyms are certain level like there is still technically like a level to each gym. Um, and, you know, they talked about that stuff. I don't really don't remember a lot of stuff because, again, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a lot of images. There was some like they they were there was some images of like the the gym leader that we now saw in the trailer that's like the, that's like the big scarf over their face and like one of the one of the friend characters that has like the red and the pokeball hair the the, the young girl like she was there was an image of her that leaked so like some so it definitely was like legitimate stuff in there i don't remember everything that was in there because i admittedly did not look at a lot of it because i was like whatever who, who knows whatever this is and i don't want to spend all my time looking at leaks at the end of the day um but that's that stuff is out there too unfortunately that but that just kind of is the nature sometimes with the nintendo stuff i feel like they definitely have can have a lot of leaky stuff especially when it comes to pokemon but um yeah yeah reg regardless of that stuff genuinely excited yeah for definitely definitely yeah definitely my still pro probably my most anticipated like new release um this year right now is is uh, scarlet violet just because there's yeah again like we all talked about a lot of new stuff a lot of new questions a lot of new stuff i want to know about this game um it's about it's about to be a heyday for me because we're going to get this and then presumably next up is uh well probably dlc for this but then uh black and white remakes which is my favorite pokemon yeah but so i'm very excited yeah, to go back to that i'm definitely curious i'm definitely curious if arceus legends arceus was like a thing that got that did well enough for them to maybe it's, it's sold incredibly it. well yeah, so. it sold incredibly well i'm curious if they maybe want to try and follow it up again but also like expand on that idea but i also don't know i, I don't know if they'll they'll go back to that or not um 
it was it was fun for what it was. Like I did not like a hundred percent complete it because I know there's like some a lot of post game stuff you can do in that. I didn't do any of that. Um, I did I did like a lot of it. It was it was fun for what it was. And one thing I hope they maybe figure out, like you said, the visuals I think definitely are a step up from even that for the scheme. But like yeah. boy, that boy Legends Arceus sure was a f- frame rate mess. Um, yeah. So I'm a little fearful of that for this game too. Like I think this will be some not great stuff in that regard. But you know, I definitely My agree hope- with like the game from a visual standpoint. Just looks a lot nicer. They're they're definitely hope getting, is, getting there, like you said. Is with like the because in the wild area you had like the random people around. It seems like they're dropping that, which is definitely a good call in favor of just having you have co-op if you want to do it so ideally like when you're just running around by yourself and looking at pokemon everywhere hopefully everything will be fine yeah um and the whole game you're not like cutting from third person camera back to fixed camera in this game it's all just yeah it's free free form cameras so i'm hoping that that has that consistency maybe helps everything yeah agreed but 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 i do agree like you said i think overall this this game definitely looks better than pretty much any the game. Pokemon just looks Pokemon so good. Pokemon looks really know? nice. I think they've, you know, a lot of the previous games did not really have much in terms of interesting lighting, where this game actually shows like a lot more actually like you, know, you can see yes. sunsets and you know reflection on water and other stuff like that that was like not at all really in other Pokemon games in, in a good good way. So it's nice to see that they are doing doing that that at least. So I'm definitely again excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Please um, be good. Yes. <laughs> I think, yeah, please. Um, two more quick uh, little drops we had also, which um, I haven't I haven't played yet, but yeah. Kirby's Dream Buffet came out. Um, that's like the like Kirby racing on, racing on uh, uh, giant cakes, 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 <laughs> cakes and candies and ice cream and stuff. Sort of Fall Guys esque from what I've seen. I watched some like people play it. It definitely definitely hits that like you're kind of racing down this track and then but then you're and you're like collecting like strawberries or something and like different fruits and there's like you know almost like mario kart style power-ups where you like break through boxes and get little power-ups while you're racing but then like when, when you once you're done racing it'll then like shift into like a weird little mini game where you're either trying to like knock each other off a map or you're like collecting things or like beating up enemies and stuff so it like kind of bounces around a little bit um, it seems like like this was announced a week before it came out. Yeah, or like two weeks before it came out. Yeah, because it was out. Yeah, they just kind of like tweet dropped it, and then just it's like it's coming out later, and like just didn't give us a date, even though it was only like two weeks later or something like that. Yeah, it was it was very <laughs> weird. It, it just looks like such an acid trip of a video game. Yeah, also, it's, <laughs> it's 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 Wait. it's only a fifteen dollar game too. To be fair, like I kinda, oh, I thought it was free. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's just fifteen bucks. <laughs> That might be too much for me. <laughs> and Kirby got one excellent video game this year, that's right. and that's all that matters. That's 100%. Um, and then uh, alongside that, pretty much the same week, uh, we got Rave, Wave Race N64 from the 64. Am so I mistaken, or was this like announced online. at like 11.30 p.m. Eastern time? <laughs> it was. They, they, that's the thing, though. They usually do that weird announcement time for like these like online games they just randomly announce them like super late at night for whatever reason i think it might just be like an like a nintendo japan thing i don't know yeah true why true. they why they do it that late but 
it's super weird um but yeah that's out i know like people like that game yeah raise a glass to don casanova from easy (laughs) allies he's so stoked jeff grove giant bomb he's super into it as well i have listening him lose his mind about it um that's cool (laughs) that's cool yeah like people like that game like i definitely played that when i was younger i would not say i was super super nostalgic about it by any means but like i played it I, yeah, I, agree that, like, I didn't like that game. Water, I can water. say that definitively. <laughs> the water looked nice, I guess. Yeah, sure. For that for that yeah. era of stuff. Um and yeah, hey, they're putting out they're continuing that once a month Nintendo train, I guess. The the trickle is real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. It's interesting indeed. But um but yeah, I think that's 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 pretty much all the news. There's still there was a lot of news. I was not expecting that much news in August for Nintendo, but there you go. Yeah. Okay, we we do have to just you know September could be a September direct. Okay, Bing, bingo Seriously. card is still on the table. Everyone, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Wario might fart. <laughs> he might. He might. He might. He might give us. He might give us a good one for September. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's been an interesting year in that regard for Nintendo. So I'm very curious. Yeah, uh, I feel like they have to at this point. It's like building. They've, they got to talk about Zelda. They got to give this goddamn game a name, man. Like, I am I know, losing I my mind. I don't know. They, I think they could go with the, for the rest of this year and not give it a name. <laughs> they could. And I they, they, they probably will. Boggles. That's, that's, it that's, boggles that's, that's, me. That's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that game. Like, I trust me, I'm, I'm with you in excitement level, but like, they just, they've. I just, I I'm think, trying not to think about it, but every yeah, time it like kind of creeps its way back kinda, into my mouth, like, they didn't too. even. They didn't even give it a name. What do you think it's going to be? Skyward Fall? Skyward Fall. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sky Falls. Sky Fall? Let us tell the Sky Fall. Yeah, I know. But they, but they also, but they also totally understand, like, if they gave a name, that would feed you and Zelda people for like weeks and months. Yeah. You, you, that, you, would, you, that would give me like the six like, months I need to get to the exactly, next update. Exactly. Right. Like, they know that, but like, you know, I, I think, I think really they just, they know they can just hold on to that, and when they truly know that game is ready, then they will just give us a big blowout. blowout. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Maybe yeah. I could be I could be wrong, and we could totally get a September direct because you know Nintendo will do whatever the fuck they want. As I feel seen. like they they but. will do some kind of fall direct, but mm-hmm. you know whether I, I think they'll talk about Zelda, like they'll mention it, like hey, it's it's going. Uh, they might not give it a name or anything, but. Yeah. I do think we'll get a, a fall direct. Maybe not September. Maybe they'll do October, October this year. Maybe after Splatoon, like that last week of September, we could be in a good spot. But it, it just feels like it's yeah. it's time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Especially you know since there's you know there's been, there's also been those rumors of the Metroid Prime remake that should have exactly should be this year. Like if if that's if that's truly happening, yeah, they should they should do a thing where they can announce that. <laughs> Yeah, they shouldn't just tweet about that. I I, yeah. I really don't think that. I think it is worth more than that, personally. For sure, I'm with you. And yeah, and like you know, I would love. I would. I'd be totally down for one because I'd also love to hear like you know, they would, like usually with those fall ones they give us little tidbits of things that might be next year. And I'm definitely curious. You know, obviously we know, we know, Zelda at some point. Mm-hmm. But they've still, got pl- multiple there's, there's games locked and loaded. There's still plenty of other stuff. Yeah, they could just drop on us. Um, They've got an advanced, two advanced wars games that are done and have yeah, been right, done yeah. for like six months. Yeah, we really have. We really haven't talked about that, but you're on this uh, podcast. But you're right. It's that's still just delayed, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, some people got that because they pre-ordered it and <laughs> they just had it installed and they played it. It's done. Oh, like, you know? oh, really? I didn't even know that. I didn't, I didn't even know they yeah. actually play it. Or- <laughs> they pulled it off like they pulled it after people started being able to activate it. But uh, those people that got it have it. So, yeah, you know, so like. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah yeah I, i'm definitely for a, a fall direct at the end of the day um but i just don't know because like again you know we were so sure of that summer direct like a lot of people and they just didn't do it and then and they just it, and then it's just like, it feels you know, like what are they gonna do they're i don't know for something you know yeah they want to have they want to have that big beat that, that they, yeah that, that i think they've learned that they just want that kind of big thing for a direct I think this right. is definitely to be fair and it's not just nintendo like this is like a top three most awkward year for video games sure. you know like midnight sun had a date and just disappeared, it just disappeared <laughs> like, yeah. you know like yeah you're right stuff is happening this like still, it is all still, weird yeah we're this still is, definitely in that come down phase of yeah this is like the pandemic hit this pandemic. year very diff- very hard for sure yeah yeah and, and yeah it still affected a lot of people and they and it seems like you know a, that gave a lot more people leniency of being like, yeah, we know so they can, they can do these delays, which is kind of like, I'm, I'm happy for those people granted. Like who knows if that makes it any easier or harder on the people making those games. But you know, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it's, it's nice that they're at least letting this happen. And I will say like, it, it has been an awkward year, but I still think there's been plenty of decent to good video games. I definitely for think sure. there's been a lot of good indie stuff in particular. Yes. A lot of indie stuff. I like this year. Um, which I actually think is worth talking about now because I've been playing some, playing some video games. That's right. Yeah. Playing some video games, uh, some indie ones for sure. That's kind of been the last few things. Uh, but I've also been playing Live Alive, which I'll talk about in a little bit. I've, I've not beaten it yet, but I've gotten pretty deep in. Um, the first one I want to shout out, I just want to give a quick shout out to, uh, we did a viewpoint to this, me and Quinn, is Frogun. Frogun is a Ooh. cool little like kind of retro 2D platformer. It's basically like Captain Toad esque. A little bit harder though. Like I would say it's much okay. harder than that. Um, but it has it has that like dire like that, that was immediately what came to mind because it has that diorama level design of like you can literally just you get plopped down to a level and you can just spin the camera around and like see the whole level as like a little diorama that you're going around. Um, but the whole concept is you are this young girl whose parents went missing and they are like archaeologists. Can't can't talk. Archaeologists. There we go. Um, And they've gone missing and you have your fro gun, which is literally a talking gun that is also a frog that can shoot your tongue out like a grappling hook and you like grapple on to areas and and different things to like leap yourself and launch yourself around the levels and stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty, it's really fun. It's, it's definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, you can see in that viewpoints. I, I definitely died a lot more, <laughs> died a lot. Um, but it, it's, it's really fun. It just has like a really cool vibe. Like it has the, you can tell this person was like someone around our age. Cause like in the games inspired them. Cause like when you, when you pick up little, the little bubble icons in the map that like give you like kind of pointers or little tips, the, like the frog talks to you and strapped as banjo kazooie like speak of blah, 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 blah. like nice. the frog just does that the whole, the whole time they're talking to you um and like the game visually looks like kind of 
PS1, like almost like Mega Man Legends looking like visual style, like how the characters look, where it's kind of chibi and they have kind of big eyes and it very much evokes that visual style of that, those Mega Man Legend games. Um, but it, it, yeah, it just, it just has like a, a unique feel to it in terms of how the platforming around and like you're, there is like a, a simpleness to it of like, all right, you can just, you can just jump across these platforms, grab coins, grab like various collectibles and do other things. But then there is that like kind of like next level of like, clearly they want like speed runners to get into it. Cause you can, you know, there's all kinds of like tricks you can do where you can, you know, use, use the frog gun to kind of like, you know, grapple on to a point and skip parts of levels if you want to, or use it to like, you know, you can bounce off this little mushroom and kind of, you know, if you time it right, you can grab something across the way and you'll get warped right to or zapped right to it with like the little grapple hook um, kind of thing. So there's just a lot of cool stuff in there like that. Like, I, I definitely appreciate it from that perspective, even if I'm not the greatest at it. Um, but it's but it's a lot of fun. And it just has like a cool vibe to it. And it just it's one of those games that just like immediately the visuals of it just stood out from a lot of other indie stuff recently. Yeah, I'm so, I'm watching the viewpoints right now. It's yeah. very cool looking. Yeah, I like the look a lot. Music, the music's nice too. Um, it's on. Yeah, again, I played. I've been playing on Switch. It's on other stuff too, but that's mainly where I'm playing. It's super, it's super good. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything you've been playing? The main thing I on the on the Switch, I bought Tales of Vesperia a long time ago. Uh, after I purchased it in other places as well <laughs> uh, i recently went through and, and finished it again this is not oh, a first time yeah, say, yeah. of course your first, your first uh, time on switch yeah and uh, you know i'll say the switch version is great um nice. it's like comparable to like the original 360 version so it's 30 fps on the field mm. walking around and stuff and then 60 fps in combat um so it runs really well, looks cool. great. Um, and it, it is a totally very good way to play that game. It kind of makes it makes me want all of those PS2 to PS3 era Tales games to be on mm-hmm. Switch. I mean, they should just be brought back in general. Like Tales of Zillia is still only on PS3. It's just in that big hodgepodge of games that are just marooned on the PlayStation yeah, 3. Marooned on there, yeah. Uh, with Metal Gear Solid 4 and just like so sad that they're only there. They'll be um, streaming on a PlayStation soon. Sad. Yeah. So yeah, in, in a terrible way with no DLC. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still great. Uh, just going through that again. Really appreciating. I like every time I replay stuff now, I, I try and like find something I didn't notice before or some level of appreciation of a thing. I didn't notice before and I had because I finished it a couple weeks ago. I had this realization just like two days ago. I was like, oh, wow, there's no religion in that game. Like I I just had this like revelation because in the Tales games, religion often plays like a pretty big part in it mm-hmm. um, of how they are perceiving. Uh, often it's like technological powers are kind of perceived in a godlike way. Um, very JRPG. But in Tales of Vesperia, and again, it is so like it's never addressed, like it's not talked about, but like they it's like a post modern society where it is like they fully are dependent on technology. So it is Mm -hmm. like everyone is kind of transitioned away from 
belief. And it's funny because at some point around the midpoint of the game, you are like looking for these creatures that are like ancient monsters that can speak and are intelligent. Um, and you find like a shrine that they think is like in thousands of years ago, like they, the people of this region, like worshiped this particular creature as like a God. And that's like the, they kind of comment on how, like it's strange how they worshiped it or it's strange how they, you know, didn't really understand the nature of it. And like, it, it just, it's one of those things like delayed, revelation days later i was like oh wow yeah there's no god in that game period <laughs> like no one believes in god or yeah. thinks god is real or religion is real and it is like fascinating just like i, I the idea of that is fascinating to me because it's that's such a crutch i think in a lot of storytelling yes, is like the, the people who are zealots are terrible you know they're terrible uh, or, or, uh, or the or the it's 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 got to be a jrpg because you fight god at the end you fight God at the end yeah. and in at the end of Tales of Vesperia, you, you just fight another person who has like conflicting ideals with you, mm-hmm. which is way more interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was just like one of those things. Like, I think if you went into that game and thought about that, like going through the whole story, it, it would totally change your perspective on it. So it's just one of those things of like, all right, the next time I play it, like Zalman will be thinking about it. It's like how, yeah this is like that post religion world that, you know, people kind of idolize is like, is this better? Is this worse type deal? Yeah. Um, super interesting. Yeah, but yeah, Tales of Vesperia is yeah. still great. Other than that, like I also played multiverses, which you talked about last episode. Hell yeah. Um, which is good. You know, yeah, I think it's like a it? pretty good game. Yeah. It's Sur- weird. It's weird. Uh, there's just parts of it that are hard to like, for me to tell you why I think it's weird, but it's not bad. It's weird that like there are classes. It took me a little while to realize like there are different classes like yeah. Overwatch style and that LeBron James is a brawler. Yeah, LeBron James <laughs> is a brawler. Just, Bugs Bunny is a mage. Yeah, something. Bugs Bunny being a mage. I could not let that go. It's so funny to me. Yeah, oh my it's, God. Yeah, it's super bizarre um, how they classify but, that stuff. But it is, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's just, it's, it's fun and seems it definitely seems like it was very popular. We, we usually don't talk, even though like MPDs are always interesting. We usually don't talk about it too much on here, but that was the best selling video game for July, which is like yeah, I th- crazy to I think th- about because th- it's free to play. So that's just from like some like founders, I guess, beginner pack or whatever. That's why it blew up because of that. And that's that's pretty crazy. I know Evo, it was pretty popular at Evo and they just announced like, on top of like two characters coming this season already, there's two more. And they just like announced when the when it officially fully launched season one. Yeah, literally the, the 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 gremlin from Gremlins. Yeah, it's just a, a gremlin from Gremlins and Black Adam from like DC and stuff. Black and it's Adam, just like which, sure, what a combo of characters, I guess. Whatever, it's so weird. But that's that's um, what this game is capable of. There, and I think that's I think it shows that they're like it's cool that they're like willing to go that weird with it where it's. You're just a fucking gremlin. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I, I'm down for that. Cool. Yeah. Do some weird shit. I don't have like the most recent numbers, but I remember seeing like, at least this is like from the beginning of August, like 5 million unique players in multiverses. Wow. Like, wow. and that was, you know, almost a, a month ago at this point. Uh, yeah. I, it, it blew up in a, in a big way that I'm sure that the people that are working on it are pretty stoked about. Yeah. Um, 
sure yeah, like I, I, I can keep doing it's, stuff it's it's a cool game it's like you had brought up before the uh the team aspect of it does does make it unique mm-hmm. um the 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 healer types yes, that, like healers. that can like pull people back from the ledge and stuff is is pretty neat yeah. um yeah, I I will say like the monetization of the game is as yeah, rough that, that, yeah, as you should a, expect. Not a, yeah, there's definitely a lot to it. I think it would be like eighty dollars to buy and unlock all characters. Like if you want to just have the full roster at the gate, I, I yeah. like did the numbers. Yeah, um, and that's get, too much. Get, yeah, it's all gonna uh, get more clearly. Yeah, but I think like maybe five to seven dollars per new character that comes out isn't terrible right um and it's 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 basically it's it does the league of legends model of like if you play enough you'll get enough in-game currency to buy a character but just yeah uh, unlock characters yeah which is probably the safer bet but yeah, yeah it's they, it's i think they rotate free characters too where it's like every every week it's like i don't know if it's every week or it's like every few weeks it's like a couple characters are the free ones for that week and you can just try them out and then it'll rotate to another set another time yeah, and uh, that's that's also very League of Legends. So yeah. I I would like to definitely like have a group and see how the game feels in that environment. And I think it would be cool if maybe when more characters are in it, there's like an eight player mode, um, yeah. kind of like Smash Brothers. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. But potentially like four v four or two v two v two v two. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, doing more. Yeah, that, those would definitely be interesting for sure. And they have like bigger. I know they have like a thing where you can see like there's like bigger and smaller versions of maps, depending on like the player sizes and stuff. So I've definitely yeah. seen that in the game already. Uh, I'm definitely curious. Like I think the thing that piqued my interest was like at some point in season one they're gonna do like an arcade mode. So it'll be like a more like I don't know if it's gonna be like a full on story mode thing or it'll just be like a you play through this mode as a character and then maybe there's a little bit of story there. I don't know. I'm curious what that is. Like that would be a thing that maybe will get me to play a little bit more of that for sure when the once that's I did, in i did appreciate that um in training mode you can play as any of the characters yeah e- nice. even if you don't have them yeah that's pretty cool but yeah i'll yeah. definitely check more of that at some point it's, yeah it's, it's, it's weird that's, that's all i've it's been cool playing really cool um i got i got two two other big games i've been playing as of recently um, I think the another indie darling that I think kind of took over a lot of game, game discussion in the past weeks is Cult of the Lamb. I've been playing mm-hmm. a bunch. Of, I've been playing a bunch of that. Um, we don't have a few points of that yet, but I think we might do one pretty soon potentially. Um, yeah. But I am enjoying it quite a lot more than I even thought I would. Just to be completely honest, it definitely was a, a little bit of a surprise to me, just because I think when I when they first revealed this, I can't remember exactly when it was revealed, but I think it was at some kind of game event thing like this. And I think they didn't yeah. really show game too much gameplay when they first revealed it. Maybe that's probably what it was. Because kind of first time I saw it, I was definitely had that immediate reaction of just like, oh, this is just like some weird, like, edge lordy hot topic tier looking <laughs> stuff where it's like, here's these, <laughs> here's these cutesy characters, but they're evil and they're killing stuff and it's edgy. Ugh. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of happy, like, happy tree friends yes, energy. Yes, I get like you. There's kind of that tier to it where I, so the initial reaction is definitely like, Oh, I'm, I'm good actually on this. No, thanks. So I definitely didn't, was not on my radar as too much, but fast forward, I think like a week or two ago when it released and a bunch of reviews came out 
and like I then I saw a lot of positive review people talking about it and you know game industry people were like yeah this is really awesome and you know yeah it is like a kind of sim um kind of you know sort of and, you know, a lot of people said Animal Crossing, but I think like even that's like not it's not that much Animal Crossing. I think it could be something closer, like maybe Stardew Valley, even though I've not played a lot of that. But I think it's more of that tier of sim. But also like there is that aspect, but also it's just kind of a roguelite. Like I would say more yeah. more to more than anything, it is a roguelite. Like I feel like a lot of people talked up that sim stuff a lot more when in reality, like I feel like that I played it. I put like, you know, 10 ish hours in now and it's. It's, I've been doing way more like, you know, going on runs, you know, fighting, fighting enemies and doing that kind of stuff rather than the sim stuff. Not to, not to say the sim stuff isn't important, like is pretty integral, like it's pretty both both parts are pretty important. I would just say like the sim stuff is more it's it's basically like the the replacement for up in other roguelikes where you have like all kinds of various skill trees and upgrade paths and stuff like the sim aspects kind of replace a lot of that stuff where you have things like, you know, Hey, I can, um, you know, in the, in the, you know, in your cult or your kind of village area that you're upgrading, you know, you have like a big statue that you're upgrading over time. Um, that, um, is giving you basically the, your, your cultist members that you, that you bring in, um, as you, you'll find them out on runs or like, you know, you can save them on runs and basically they'll be in your, the, the, and you can bring them back to your, you know, cult area and then they will, you can set them to do a bunch of different tasks. So there's one thing where you, there's, you have like a big, you know, statue in the center of your, your area and they can kind of, you know, um, pray to it and give you this currency that you're accruing over time. And that lets you, lets you buy and upgrade stuff for that actual like sim area. Um, that basically, you know, that involves things like, um, you know, you can buy, you can buy like a little farmhouse and then you can plant, you know, tr- you can plant things in that farmhouse area, like basically straight up, you put a little house down and it makes a little diamond area and then things you plant in a, that area where it'll be like, you know, food and different things to then feed to the villagers so they stay hungry because you are like, there is that p- kind of part of keeping the the members of your cult happy in there so there's like a there's like a hunger meter and like a sick meter and also like a big faith meter faith meter is kind of the main one um but yeah you can you can do farm and set up things where like you know if you set the little farmhouse then and then plant things in that area then your actual cultists will like go that go into that area and plant stuff for you and water them and do things actively for you while you're out on runs and stuff so that's kind of like it's kind of like doing a lot of streamlining of that <laughs> you're in the shadows. My light went off. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You're, he went to the darkness. Oh, I didn't have it plugged in. It was on battery. I was like, Hell what yeah. the fuck just happened? Yeah, I was worried my power went out. Yeah, just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just drop from the call. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it is like, you know, out the gate for that village stuff is like kind of streamlining the processes of a lot of that stuff. So like, you know, you have, you'll have things where, the cultists will, um, they, they all have, you know, you can name them, which I actually have done a lot of because it's dumb yeah, and fun. That sounds like, fun. Yeah. Like, cause <laughs> you'll have like, you know, uh, I have, I have a little frog man. He's named froggers. Um, I have, um, I have, um, I've had a, a lineage of bunny, uh, villagers and I've just named them bun bun. And, you know, let's just say they've, they've, gone away for various reasons because of <laughs> cult like things so now i'm at bun bun the fourth um so you know 
we won't, we won't talk. Maybe we won't necessarily talk about how the, the other elder buns. god desires bun bun. <laughs> yeah, maybe some have been sacrificed. Maybe maybe one was a dissenter, and I put him in prison for a little while, and but and then he and then I thought he was okay, and then he just kept dissenting, and then he then he just left. Um, maybe maybe another one lived to a, 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 a an older age and then just died, and you came back from a run, and he's a corpse just in your, in your village, and you have <laughs> nice. to you have to literally make a burial area for him um so th- there is like a bunch of there is definitely stuff to manage um with that management sim aspect but it's not like it's not like too overbearing like i've not had a lot of times where it's been like a thing where like i'm out on a run and all of a sudden like a bunch of terrible things are happening and i have to immediately stop my run and go back and it, like you know it stops things that, granted i'm on like the it's like I guess like the more normal difficulty. It has developer recommended difficulty more or less when you you know first start up the game. There are harder difficulties beyond that, so maybe in those ones you might have that might be more of a thing. And there's definitely upgrades that um, kind of allude to that because um, another big thing is like you know you have like a little like church house that you will go into and you have like a bunch of different things you can do in there. So you can like put on a sermon. And when you put on a sermon, you'll you'll like, you know, depending on how many villagers um, are, are like a cultist members you have. And depending on the level, the individual level they have, because they can level up as well. You'll get like a certain amount of currency each time you do a sermon. Then that goes into like an, a skill tree. That is basically how you get a lot of different things on your run. So like, you know, you can get like different curses, which are like um, like kind of various things that like apply to the weapons you get on each run. Um, so you can, so let's say like, you know, some of the ones I have now where it's like, um, normally you just have like a normal sword that does normal swipes, but now I'm getting swords that have like, they're like cursed and they're like a skeleton sword. And when I defeat enemies with it, it'll make a little ghost appear out of the, out of that corpse and a ghost will like home in onto another enemy and attack them. Or I can get like poison ones or like other things like that. I can get like little special abilities where I, where you shoot like, like a wave of tentacles, like, like out of the ground. But I've also had variants of those cool. nows where it's like now it's like now that instead of the tentacles, they're ice like spikes and you know, they'll they'll hit enemies and freeze the enemies that it hits. Um, so you, you you start unlocking variants like that through that skill tree that you get through like the little church house. Um, <clears throat> the other thing you also get from that are um, as you level up your villagers, they give you like these little like pieces of like a like a tomb looking thing. And basically it just leads to these other things called um, like doctrines or um, other things. And that kind of ties into like, you know, like I said, like um, sacrificing villagers for the greater good. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the things you can do, but you can also do things like, you know, I'm just going to put on a big feast and we're all going to feast together. And depending on like, you know, the food, the amount of food I have saved up or other little like, you know, collecting various things on runs, like, you know, different like resources and whatnot. You can put on one of those and that raises your fa- overall faith because you want to keep your faith up because otherwise your villagers will start, you know, getting upset or wanting to leave or, you know, then going full on into dissension where they'll, they'll get like big red angry eyes and run around with the speakerphone and make all your other villagers upset because they're because they're speaking blasphemous terms about how you're a bad cult leader. I love it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So yeah, they can do that stuff. And then you have various things you can do. So like if you wanted to, you could just maybe sacrifice that one. Cause he's, you know, speaking poorly of you, or you can set up a little like prison, like wooden prison thing where they'll, they'll, they'll be stuck in this prison for a while. So they can't keep doing it like, you know, speaking badly. And then you can go over to him and reeducate them, 
re-educate them to your cult. <laughs> I was going to bring up re-education to <laughs> yes, you. got to pray the do, gay away, you know? Yeah, you kind of are doing that. You can do it like every day. You just go up to them and do it. And you know, they're just like, Ugh. oh, my God. Yeah. See, I like I had only similar to you had only really heard about like the semi parts of it, which sounded cool. I just like it was mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was something I would jump into. But the the roguelike elements of it sound yeah. really appealing to me. For yeah. Sure. And that's the thing, like. There's there's a lot of that and, and all the sim stuff feeds into that kind of combat loop. Like it's pretty simple because all, basically all it really is is like you have a choice of a, a there's a couple of different kinds of weapons and you have like a special ability you get. Um, and then basically like the weapons are like you have a sword. Um, there's a there's a big battle axe um, and then there's like claws. Um, there's a then there's like a big ha- there's like a bigger hammer, which is like it's like sl- much slower on your hit. But you can kind of like hold down the button and kind of like, you know, use the joystick to kind of like do like a like a twin stick aim of it. So you can kind of like hold it in and smash it when an enemy kind of runs up at you. Um, there's like little daggers and stuff, too. So it's like it's varying, varying things. And then again, like I said, like if you upgrade that path through the cert doing sermons and getting that that experience, then you get like variants of those. So you can have claws that are like bony and like two different like, you know, status status effects and things like that. Um, and then you just, and then you just have a special ability where it's like, you have your, you have like, you know, a big AOE push that pushes enemies away. You have that little tentacle blast you can shoot. Um, you have like a little kind of homing, like, you know, laser, like not like lasers, but they shoot like little energy bolts out and they'll like home in onto enemies as you shoot them out. Um, and you can get like the variants of those as well with like ice or the like other various things like that. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff like too, like there's like little cards you unlock, um, as you go on runs and then you can pick them up like from a little shopkeeper equivalent and those will have various effects like, oh, this gives you more hearts uh, on, a, on a single run. Or this will give you like a special like black heart that like when an enemy hits you, it does damage to all enemies in the room. Um, and so th- there's a bunch of stuff like that, too, that you can kind of find. And um, on top of the just like uh, basic abilities you have. Um so, so yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, stuff there in terms of, like, the, I would say it's pretty, it's, I would say it's like, you know, it's almost near 50, 50 with kind of stuff you can do. Like you can definitely spend more time on runs doing stuff or spend more time like doing stuff in the, in the, in your village. Cause like, you can even do, you know, the, the animal crossing esque stuff and you're kind of like finding little decorations that you can unlock. You can find blueprints of like little, like, you know, little like light posts or like pathing looking things and like put that down in your, in your place too. And like villagers will sometimes ask you to do stuff like that, where sometimes they'll be like, they'll come up to you with a little quest and be like, Hey, can you put little decorations out? Or like, Hey, my brother got lost in the, the woods. And can you go find him? And then you'll go on a run. And you, you have, when you go into like different rooms on runs, it'll give you options of like, Hey, if you go this way, you'll get like resources like wood or stone to build like houses or something or on this, or on this path, you can find like a follower that'll, that you'll, you can save. And then, when you come back from your run, they'll be like at your place and you can bring them into your cult. And there's, you know, shops and things like that too. And like doing this little quest for villagers will then like continue to level them up and they'll get more levels, which results in them being able to give you like more XP basically in those different like, uh, things I was mentioned, I mentioned earlier. Um, but so yeah, there, there, it, I think, I think it works. I think it's, it's largely a roguelite. So that's definitely what's been keeping me playing for sure is like those aspects of it and kind of having that that roguelite dopamine of like going on a run and it went really well and you come back and you can like, you know, buy all these little upgrades or do all these little things. 
but like but then you know it's that that little instead of it kind of just being like you know picking menus from an option options from a menu you're doing like little kind of animal crossing esque stardew valley sim stuff like all right now i'm gonna go pick these berries and pick pick some pumpkins and then go over to my little cooking station and make a bunch of food for them so they so they're not hungry or i'm gonna go do a sermon or put on like this little thing and then that'll raise their faith and give me more xp that i can maybe get a upgrade ability for so there's it has a really nice loop to it that i'm enjoying a lot more than i than i thought um i will say I'm, i'm playing it on playstation 5 um, instead of the Switch, because unfortunately I've heard the Switch version does not run especially great, which is definitely a bummer because I think it would be a fun game on there. And I've heard it's definitely a lot of it's a little framey, maybe some bugs as well, and also yeah. kind of some not great load times. That's kind of what I've heard. Yeah, I've um, heard the same. Yeah, I've even heard because I'm playing on places. If I've even heard like towards the later parts of the game, there's still some potential bugs even in that version. But they're they're working on it. Like they've they've definitely said like hey we're patching the game and have future plans for it and like they even you know i even saw like it's already broken like 1 million total people playing purchasing the game across everything that's pretty awesome i think they probably maybe didn't expect that even yeah i think i think so for sure that's great it's great i'm i'm sold honestly i'm probably gonna play it yeah i i told myself i need to play stray so I bought it. It's thirty dollars. Yeah. I need to. Great. I had to play. I haven't played it at all yet. I just like I'm waiting. I will. I will say like you know, it's it's only like five hours. So don't. Yeah, that's like, the thing. I just need to sit down. Feel like and maybe I'll do that like, like tomorrow. Oh God, just play that. Yeah, yeah. So it's get, very. Get my it's very good. Ready. It's very good. I think. Yeah, the, I, I I did finish that. Um, not related. To, it's obviously not on Switch or anything, but you know, it's a good game. Yeah, um, and then after Stray, then I will go to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think you would like it as a fellow roguelite uh, fan. Sounds it's, good it's, to it's, me. It's definitely checking the boxes of those, but also like has those fun twists of like having the the the, the life simmy kind of farming simmy kind of aspects to it. Um, they 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 blended them very well, I think. I think um, somebody's setting fireworks off outside my house oh, right now. Also, interesting. I didn't. I don't hear it, so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was thunder at first. Yeah. I checked the weather and it's like, okay, no, nope. but yes, yeah, some pop, explosions are happening out there. They're really excited. It's August 20th, I guess. Or yeah, I guess. Um, something like that. Um, last game I've played a lot of live alive. Um, there's a few points of that on our site where we took a different we looked at it. Yeah, we looked at it. It's a pretty good extensive look at just one little section of that game. That's the was the near future where you're you know it's it's probably I would say the anime as fuck uh, section for sure yeah. Um, yeah and I will say that continued with like I played through the rest of that one um and how is the big robot parts the big robot Were parts the big robots pretty pretty fun you get you, you cool. get you get your cool you get you know story little story spoilers but you know you not not only get the the cool robot parts but you get like the typical like somebody sacrifices themselves to get the robot going. And then that yeah, put that, that pushes you to go beyond your limits, and then you then you then you're able to pilot the robot, and then you have the nice. scene and it has like a thing where like you know, like in that that section where it's like the big open city and you can kind of walk around it a little bit, you know you you are doing that but as the big robot and there's a bunch nice. of like planes and like tanks from this like military group that show up and you're just like going through and like just decimating them because you're the big robot and and like you're like super overpowered in the robot suit. And then you have like a yes. big, a big final fight. That's that's pretty fun and weird. It kind of fucked up actually. 
Um, <laughs> the best. Yeah, but it's, it's checking it's, all the boxes. Yes, yeah. it's, it's very. It's the most anime of anime parts of that game, game for sure. Um, that How I many uh, storylines have you done so, so far? I have. I am. I'm six of eight. I have two left. Um, okay. So I, since since I did that one, I did two more. I did the west, the Wild West one, which is admittedly my least kind of favorite one, admittedly because it's just had a it's a little weird and it's also very short. Um, but on the other end of that, then I did the present day one and that one's, that one was awesome. Cause it's like, it's, I'm gonna set up like a fighting game and you're Ooh. like, and it's, it's, it's like, you know, still that, that, you know, kind of more tactical placing your character in the right way style. But basically the whole thing of it is your character that you're playing as learns the moves of the, the, the opponents you're fighting as they do the moves on you. So like they'll have special. So it's like it's like almost like fighting part fighting Task game master. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like yeah, it's like it's almost part fighting game, part Mega Man. Because you want to, uh, you want to like you if you pick the, the a certain one, that person will have moves that are vulnerable or are more effective rather on like other other fighters you end up going against. And that was really cool, like discovering that of just being like, oh, I since I fought this this dude, the 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 Japanese kung fu master, and got this move. I went and fought this like Muay Thai looking boxer person and had this had this move that was way more effective because I could stay at range and fight them from a distance. And, you know, instead of having them come in that or and that cool. or now I'm fighting this this bulky, tanky wrestler dude who's kind of just looks like Hulk Hogan um, <laughs> sh- shows the age of this this video game, by the way, with that one. Um, <clears throat> but since I. I I, I did that was like one of the later ones I ended up doing. So by that point, I had moves of like four other enemies, bosses I fought, and it gave me a bunch of counter moves. So basically, when he would run up to me and do a move, I would immediately just like counter him with some move and just be on top of doing my normal attack. So it was a cool, it's a cool setup um, for that one because it's really, it's really just like it's it's literally only like five or six fights. They're just like these one on ones with these boss level enemies. And then when you fight them, you'll just get their move from them. And then you take those moves to fight the other ones. So it was, it was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, the Wild Western, the Wild West one was the other one I did. And the only one, the only reason I didn't really like that, because it was a little, it was a little weird. I ended up, because I ended up, well, I ended up having to, you know, go back to a previous save because it was, I was not, it was not fully clear of like how it worked. Because based the whole premise is like, you're like, you know, you're a Wild West cowboy who shows up to this, who shows up to this town and you know goes into a bar for a drink and then you know you 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 cause a ruckus and then this evil bandit that was causing a ruckus in there before you stopped him and then he he runs off to go warn his 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 you know outlaw gang to come back here and fight you so then basically it's set up like in thing where it's like you have eight eight days or like eight like chimes of a bell to like prepare for this battle and then you get to like go around this little western town and pick up all these items and then you can take those items back to the these villagers that are in this little cat in the little tavern and go like hey set up these traps and it kind of just lets you lets you do it however you want but there is like a very specific way you're supposed to do that where it's like oh you need to give this person this item this person this item and you need to give these person this item on like the third bell otherwise if it gets to eight bells they will have not set up this trap in time so like i so like i did it i did it once and that, that that dictates how the, the the big final battle will go for that, because if you yeah. if you set it up properly, what will happen is you'll end up having just the boss and like one or two enemies. Where if you do it poorly, you'll have like a boss and like twenty enemies with the boss. 
So so you kind of like will lose lose if you don't set it up properly. So that's what happened the first time through. And I was just like, I clearly did something wrong because like, there's no way I can do this because it's not a thing where, you know, it's not a traditional JRPG segment like some of the other ones were where like, oh, I could just I could just go leave this town and go like grind and fight rain battles and maybe level up my characters a little bit. This is just this segment where you have to find these items, set the traps, and then you have the fight. And then once you do that fight, it's done. Like that's all that segment is. So like once you know I, how that is, like then it's then it's fine. But it was, it was yeah. Weird. I really love that conceptually, though. Yes, it's very point and click adventure. Yes, so totally. I, I I can appreciate that. Definitely sounds like a '90s s thing to do yes, for sure. 100%. Yeah, like it's it's like taking like a JRPG like turn based battle system, but also making it yeah like an adventure game like puzzle solving thing at the same time. And that's what like a lot that's of cool. these a lot of these has felt like though those two in particular like I think like the biggest examples I've had so far were like some of the other ones like you saw like you saw with like the the the, the near future one where it's like it's a little bit more JRPG esque of like you can run around and go start battles and I did one the one that I did earlier before that was like the Chinese kind of Empire one was similar where like it was straight up like you're just running from you know segment of map to segment of map and there's enemies walking around and you can just like initiate battles and do stuff um and yeah i i do really like the game it's just it is very it is a very weird thing i understand why it's it, it has like a cult following because it's such a different thing to what compared to what like jrpgs generally are so i can see why some people maybe are not super into it because it's not a typical experience like that but like kind of paints itself as like a big jrpg right um but i but i personally as somebody who like I like I like JRPGs generally still, but like I can can be kind of tired of the four like ones that very much strictly follow that kind of typical formula. I can kind yeah. of do without nowadays in some ways. I like I like the kind of this feels like a even though it's a game from the nineties, early nineties, this feels like a fresh take on one of those because I kind of get some of that fun experience of like, you know, getting leveling up characters, having an interesting storyline to follow and like, you know, finding equipment and exploring around um you kind of get a little like that but like in a small little taste small little kind of you know morsel version of it so to speak yeah yeah it's bad but it's nice and yeah and like it it does not seem like it'll end up being super long because like i've again i only have two more stories left and i have like the far future and i think it's like the ninja or like japanese time those are the two i have left um, and I'm only at like 10, 11 hours in. So I think I'll, you know, it doesn't seem like it'll, it'll end up being super long. I don't, I, but I've, again, I have no idea what that kind of true final thing is once you complete all eight and you have some kind of final segment. I have no idea what exactly that all is. So I guess I'll Tetsuya see. Nomura steps into the game. Oh, God. <laughs> Time travels all these people, cloud, cloud pulls their hearts strife. out of their bodies into replica forms. Cloud Strife puts on another dress but in the future. <laughs> Nailed it. I know. Moving on. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, what? Um, but yeah, that, that's that's all. That's all I've been playing. Um, yeah, having a lot of fun with Cult of the Lamb and Live Alive nice. for sure. They've both been fun uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think that might do it uh, for the show. We were talking about potentially ranking some Mario Kart 8 tracks, but we've already we're about to hit the two hour mark. And that feels yeah, like it's so much news. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just, yeah, I was not, I was originally, I had planned to do a lot of Mario Kart talk this episode 
just because also soon here it'll be the 30th anniversary of Mario Kart as a series. Ooh. It's like the August. It's like the end of August. That's all Nintendo it. anniversaries are happening. Like they all happen so close to each other. No wonder Nintendo True. doesn't do anything. Yeah, for them. yeah, they can't keep. Up. They can't keep up. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely do. We will do that. I will say we will at some point rank some specifically some Mario Kart eight tracks. We were just gonna do the predictions too, but then obviously we like we talked earlier. Like most of the stuff is leaked at this point, so yeah. it's like eh, we kind of already know a lot of what's coming. That's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll probably just do a ranking and we'll probably I'm, I'm what I'm thinking is we'll do some of the DLC tracks, but then we'll do like a, we'll also add in some of the original eight tracks. And by the end of the DLC, we'll have like a fully ranked Mario all 90 some tracks that'll be there by that yeah, point. Jesus. Yeah. So many tracks. So awesome. Yeah, it really is. It's fantastic to have a Mar- one big Mario Kart game for sure. Um, yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that in the future. Yeah. Um, but that, but yeah, that was another trip to Nintendo Land. Um, as Alex at the top, if, if you're going to PAX, PAX West, Seattle, baby, we'll be we're there. coming out of retirement. We'll be there. We'll be covering some stuff. We'll be looking at stuff, playing yeah, some video we games. We don't, we don't really know how it's gonna go, but yeah, we're gonna we try. Got... We're gonna try and do some video stuff. It might, it might be, it might be maybe not our dumb faces on a thing or anything like super elaborate or special. We're going to we're going to put some stuff together. Yeah, we're going to try and, uh, you know, uh, depending on how it goes, you know, maybe there will be more stuff that maybe we'll actually be able to get some the ball rolling on stuff and and get more stuff cooking in the future. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's exciting. We haven't been able to, like, see any of our contacts or or people we know for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be be a good time and to see other you know creators and stuff, too, will be very nice. Um, Other things I want to shout out, though, uh, if you don't, you should uh, follow Irrational Passions on Twitch because we we try and stream every Wednesday as a group. That's right. Um, and we might like ease a little bit until PAX happens, but you know after PAX, we're definitely going to be doing some Salmon Run, Stream Splatoon three. stuff. There's sure. Monster Hunter Eight, uh, Monster Hunter Eight, Jesus, Monster Hunter Rise. Okay. Uh, free title updates have happened. Uh, some more Sunbreak stuff. I'm going to see if I can get Jared to to play more of that. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, you like Dungeons and Dragons, you should go listen to IPD and D. That's right. Seven episodes of that are up now, Dang. which is crazy. The, as of we recorded like the pilot episodes in August of last year, so it's been a year of that already. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. Yeah, feel but, free to I mean, the first out. episode didn't come out till February, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Always keeping stuff in the bank is good. Um, yeah. Other than that, not necessarily Nintendo related, but at the, the time this is coming out, well, there will also be a lot of Destiny content. Destiny 2. Yes, that's content. right. Content. By the time this episode comes out, because we're getting a showcase of the next expansion and some updates. And as you know, sister site, Helm to Tower, for Destiny 2 focused just like this is Nintendo focused, we have a separate YouTube channel. It's focused on Destiny Two, called Humble Tower. Yeah. So if somehow you your your interests cross with, feel free to check out also that stuff as well. Because we'll have we talk about the Lightfall announcements yeah, and show, stuff. Yeah, we'll hopefully stream some of the showcase. We'll watch it in the season. That hopefully that stuff will probably have already happened by the time you hear this, though. Yeah, but but we're excited in the moment that we're we recording are this. <laughs> excited, tons of stuff happened. So yeah, tons of stuff happening 
here. So feel free to keep checking out, subscribe to YouTube, follow us on yeah, you said Twitch or even on Twitter at Irrational Passions, mm-hmm. or um, check us out on the podcast services. But thank you yeah. as always if you've already been listening to our stuff. We love you very much, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.